And so the the flames are, it says, 30 feet high at this point. Yeah. This is a massive bonfire. Everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Man. It's your favorite full spoiler review podcast of George R.R. Martin's The Song of Ice Fire series, starting with the Game of Thrones. As always, I'm Zach. Sitting here next to me, stretch yawning, doing a thing, is Nate, my brother. What up? Uh, so, people who listen to podcasts at double speed right there are going to have to, like, rewind and listen yeah. to you, because you were, like, top-notch. It was, it was go time. Go time. So if you've joined us before, we are full spoiler. Thank you for returning. You know that already. It's for the new people who don't know, which is crazy that you're listening to this episode of all of them. You should probably go back, but... Crazy. You, you lost your mind for yeah. a second there. We will spoil everything, and so if you continue past this point, you will learn that Daenerys's dragons are born in this chapter. Yeah. If you joined us last episode, we were reading Catelyn. We were crowned the king in the north! Eleven. And it was cool. Uh, Catelyn... And Rob were mirroring very much so their counterparts in Tywin and Tyrion with their observing their bannermen uh, and their sworn lords. Which will be funny that that chapter then will mirror this one so much as well. But last time we saw Danny, she was smothering Drogo. <laughs> <laughs> with her love. Yeah, so she did try to save him and get him out of his catatonic state that he was left in no, after no. the... The no blood go, magic. Draw, go. She learned last chapter that Miri Mazdur had fucking played her for a fool. Yeah. And that did not make Danny very happy, but it was a lesson she needed to learn if she's going to eventually turn evil and kill all the people in King's Landing. So I brought it up in the Jon Snow chapter. I don't know why. The I color red? That. The color red. Yeah, I remember because remember it was yelling at me. Mm-hmm. Just your it's notebook. It's not yelling yeah, at you. That's good. I like that. But the color red is very prominent in this chapter again, and I had actually uh, misspoke. I think Nate edited it out for my grace and dignity. But and I mentioned that Danny, I believe, sees the comet here for the first yeah, time. Yeah. And so jumping right in, we get that the land was red and dead and parched. Good wood was hard to find. Her foragers found what they could and arranged the logs in a square, its center filled with straw and brush and bundles of dry grass. Ricaro chose a stallion, and Ago led him to the center, fed him an owl, an owl. Fed him an owl. Fed him an owl. Fuck yeah, man. God damn. Wow. Fed him an apple. An apple. Hungry for apples? And dropped him with a single axe blow between the eyes in the center of the square. Whack. Yeah, so it's... We're getting... We're, we're building a pie. Yeah. Uh, for Drogo. Okay. And uh, apparently Danny is channeling a little bit of the blood magic here. So that's... I think the perception that's supposed to be thrown That's out. what uh, Miri Mazdor is But really, to... it's a Dothraki tradition. Yes, it is, too. And while it's not his his great red stallion that he was so known for riding, um, they've picked the most adequate horse that they could. The nicest one they have on hand right now, yeah. Yeah, and so that's all that's actually happening yeah. here. Because the, the first clue for us should, not as rereaders if you're new to it, would be... 
the Dothraki do not partake in blood magic. Yeah. So these two would not be the fact that they're this. willing to kill yes. a horse and do this for the funeral pyre is so for Miri Mazdur that should have been her sign. Bound hand and foot, Miri Mazdur watched with disquiet in her eyes. It is not enough to kill a horse, she says. By itself, the blood is nothing. You do not have the words to make a spell, nor the wisdom to find them. You think blood magic is a game for children? You call me magi as if it were a curse, but all it means is wise. You are a child with a child's ignorance. Whatever you mean to do will not work. Loose me from these bonds. I will help you. So, I think we, we learned quite a little bit about Miri Mazdor right yeah, there. Yeah, In that, you know, uh, the, the, the symbolic calling her of the Magi throughout the entirety of us meeting her between the Dothraki, Drogo himself, eventually Danny. now, it is this, this, it, that's the wisdom of it, is having the capability of doing these things. But, nah, she was a god's wife. She wasn't hurting anybody. Right. She wasn't using this ability to to destroy things until she was until everything of hers was destroyed right, right. first and so that's what she's saying is you don't have the the wisdom to separate that you 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 would have this power and you would feel compelled to use it as we're going to get with the dragons you you would be given such a great gift burden with great responsibility oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, Uncle Ben but you would feel compelled to use it whereas Miri Mazdor she was healing people she was being a god's wife she wasn't casting crazy ritual dances yeah, yeah. and summoning things she was just healing people so I just really like that she calls her out on that you're still a child with a child's ignorance believing this usurper's lies and all this bullshit and not seeing the truth and about your own father she's going to hold so steady to that mm-hmm. that ideology that she knows what's right from this point on like because she is going to learn this lesson in a fashion here that she was yeah. intended and this the she whole... does some growing in this chapter definitely but, but... at the same time she's go- she now has that mentality of if i if i look back i'm lost yeah. and so what i do from this point on i can't question and i also just like i feel like her saying you know whatever you mean to do won't work so loose me from these bonds i'll help that's her final set like not even i think it's just her saying like you like you are such a child that like this is this could work for me like to keep asking this question and like it's just that final you trusted me once enough like have you learned yet like you ignorant child that like you can't just assume everybody that you think you save is going to worship at your feet so i think it's just that last kind of twist the wound and yeah, so Danny turns and says, I am tired of this Magi's braying. And Joko uh, put his whip to her. And after that, the God's wife fell silent. Yeah, and so they start. Uh, so, they, the, how cruel Danny is. Well, that's it. She's so. She just ordered the whipping of a, of a this well, woman she said. And not to mention what she's going to be moving forward yeah, yeah, with. Yeah, but yeah, how. Because she was very against that kind of treatment to the slaves, to the. The braying the, and, of the lamb. And woman. her herself, yeah, she called it. She basically compared it to a horse. She a she was full display. Dothraki there. Yeah, like, like I'm, I grow tired of this woman's fucking hee hawing. Yeah, so like so whip her because she's whippable. Yeah. 
So the Dothraki continue building the pyre and start placing all of Drogo's greatest possessions mm-hmm. with him up on the pyre because he's not there yet. Um, but Danny orders the three brides' gifts that she was given on her wedding day that she presented to him because they aren't for a woman technically. Yeah. And so that's the bow, the white, the whip that he received from his father, I believe, and the big sharp rock that mm. he carried around. Um, the what is I lost my train of thought. Anyway, they on top of that then uh, pile a bunch more dried brush grass, and Jorah draws her aside as the sun begins to creep down. And princess, <laughs> he begins, and she asks, "Why do you call me that? My brother Viserys was your king, was he not?" And Jorah answers, "He was, my lady. Viserys is dead. I am his heir." The last blood of House Targaryen, whatever was his, is mine now. Yeah, so Jorah drops to his goddamn knee. Yeah. And my queen. ah. I mean, she's demanding that now. Yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of as much of a turn as it is to, again, you can very much see this villain Mm -hmm. here, this twisted, like, no, she... She's entitled to this. Like, these are yeah, her yeah. rights and everything, and she's embracing it, and she needs to to survive. Like, nobody's doubting that. But that kind of treatment is very – that's very the Mad King, not Aegon the Conqueror. Yeah, yeah. It's not that, you know, befriend – there's this you're going to submit to me or well, die. I mean, but like, and that's sort of – but that's a – like, because Aegon – did the same allowed thing. the north to bend the knee? Well, that's it. Like, and so there's yeah, it's it's so good. But yeah, Jorah says, "My queen, my sword that was his is yours, Daenerys, and my heart is as well that never belonged to your brother. I am only a knight, nothing to offer you but exile. But I beg you, hear me. Let Khal Drogo go. You will not be alone. You need not join the Dash Kaleen. I will protect you. Come east with me." Yee-T, Karth, the Jade Sea, Ashai by the Shadow. Please, Khaleesi, I know what you intend. Do not. So it's funny, because while uh, Miri Mazdur is misinterpreting her attempt at blood magic, Jorah is expecting her to do something herself that has nothing to do with blood magic. No, it's it's grief-driven, yeah. And... The loss of her child, the loss of her husband. She doesn't realize that that's what he thinks. No, yeah. She's like, oh, he must know I'm going to try and put my dragons in here. Because at this point, that's what she... She knows that she's putting the dragon eggs in here. At least I'm fairly confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, same, yeah. Um... And so that's what she's planning, and he doesn't well, see she, it Well, because she reaches his up and, and touches his face sadly, fondly, and says, I must. You do not understand. So I think she does see it that he's doing it thinking she's grieving, and she's beyond that. She's saying, you know, you're, I'm not grieving over Drogo. Like, right, I've made right. my peace, but this is something entirely different. Like, and, and well, that's you, what I'm, I mean. I, I have to do this. This is what I, well, exactly. for these eggs to hatch. Right. I have to, you won't understand that. Like, how am I going to explain? That's it. And that's why his next line is, because he doesn't understand, and that's what I was meaning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, yeah, is yeah, that yeah, she wants you. to place the eggs in there. That's her plan from this point yeah. on. And he doesn't see that. He thinks she's going to I understand herself. you loved him. You are my queen. My sword is yours. But do not ask me to stand aside as you climb on Drogo's pyre. I will not watch you burn. Yeah, which amuses her. Cause, and that's, again, <laughs> it. She, like, she's like, oh, you... Hold up. Is that what Hold you up. fear? I'm I'm making you bend the knee 
and I'm going to make all of them. You think I'm going to go kill myself right now? Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, that's it, too. Yeah, she just had him do that. And she kisses him lightly on the forehead. I am not such a child as that, sweet sir. And he asks, you swear it? You do not mean to die? And I swear it, she replies. And I think that's actually, I, again, I, the way Martin writes. I like the way that he makes it seem like there's four different potential things that she's going to do here mm-hmm. with the blood magic, with her throwing herself in, with her, like, it hasn't even been revealed that she's actually going to be doing the eggs yet. Yeah, she hasn't even And that's just, you know, what we'll learn, but... The third level um, of the platform was woven branches no thicker than a finger, covered with dry leaves and twigs, and the sun had begun to lower by the time they were done. Oh, before, to finish my point, the, their, um, I like the way that Martin had her oh, yeah. getting condescended by... Miri Mazdur with you're too much of a child, you're too but then with Jorah, it's I'm not... do you think I'm so much of a child yeah. that I would do that? Like to show that she really has gained this wisdom overnight. Yeah, she's grown with like it. that lesson was a hard, cruel one from Miri Mazdur. Mm. But like she needed that I mean, yeah, she grew there, that, and that's but... what I like about Miri Mazdur because I think her last little go there was more everlasting with the dragons the power that you're gonna feel yeah, compelled yeah. to use this power and it's gonna consume you type thing in this book she she's definitely an entirely different woman from here to the little scared frightened girl in chapter there's a parent here because she now calls all the dothraki that are around to her fewer than a hundred remain yeah and she announces that they are her kalazar well she before she does she, she says fewer than a hundred remained. How many had Aegon started with? Yeah. She wonders. And then, yeah, it does not matter. And she goes on, yeah, you will be my Kalisar. Uh And she just uh, takes those three She uh, frees the slaves. I see the face of slaves. Right, Take everyone. off your collars, go. If you stay, it'll be his brothers and sisters, husbands, and watching her weary. So she takes the first of the three brides' gifts and offers it to one of the blood riders. Um, Jogo gets the silver-handled whip. That was my bride's gift. I name you Ko and ask of your oath that you'll live and die as blood of my blood riding at my side to keep me safe from harm. He takes the whip, but his face is confused. Khaleesi, this is not done. It would shame me to blood rider, be a blood rider for a woman. And she, that's fine. Like she, she just, just kind just of turns, ignores it yeah. and goes to the next one. Ago, she gives uh, the dragon bone bow and the exact same spiel. response. Yeah. I want you to be, and he accepts the bow, but he cannot say the words. Only yeah. a man can be a cop. And then he turns to the last one, Ricaro, I think, yep. and offers him the Iraq. Yep. And he s- accepts the Iraq and says that he will be happy to escort her to Vestothrak and allow her to serve as Kostaline, but that's the most he can do. Yeah. He can't serve as her blood rider. She nodded calmly and turned to her last champion. Yeah, the one who's fucking hard for her anyway, the fucking weirdo. <laughs> Sir but... Jorah Mormont. First and greatest of my knights, I have no bride's gift for you, but promise one day you shall have from my hands a long sword forged like none the world has seen before. Dragon forged and made of valerian steel. I ask your oath as well. You have it, my queen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, before we get into creepy Jorah, um, I didn't even pick up on it till you mentioned how she, like, 
one more clue that she's aware that her dra- she's having dragons born to Yeah, these dragons will like, forge this. Because I you. will have the capabilities to forge you a brand new dragon mm-hmm. The first sword. one made in yeah. hundreds of and years. I'm, what a I'm gift. I'm going to keep her. I'm going to see if Yeah, George oh, wants I to feel like that, that like, will, yeah. And I didn't even realize that till then when you mentioned it again. But yeah, now Jorah gets into, you know, he's going to serve her with every iota of his obey you, Is dive. he still serving the Seven Kingdoms at all right now? I think he's devoted to her at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sen- I think since the wine merchant, really, Me too, when yeah. he stopped that. But yeah, uh, I vow to serve you, obey you, to die for you if need be. Whatever may come, she asks him, whatever may come. And she says, I shall hold you to that oath and pray you never regret giving it. And she lifted him to his feet, kissed his lips gently, and said, you are the first of my queen's guard. And she could feel the eyes on her as she entered the tent with the Dothraki muttering and giving her concerned looks. Looking at her as though she is mad. Oh, boy. So... You know, and this is some very this is uplifting stuff right here. Where yeah, she's like taking command, taking charge of her her people, her destiny, and and that's it. But really, like, she's subjugating them to a different kind of slavery. Like, yeah, yeah, and like they're going to be compelled to follow her out of fear and wonder. Like, yeah, holy shit, this she's going crazy over here. But and yeah, just the use of the word mad, the Mad King Ares. Yeah, you know? and so she keeps throwing in the line here, which I think we've heard it a couple times at this point throughout the chapter, but if I look back, I am lost. Mm. And that, again, I think is just that big red arrow that's showing what direction she's headed where... Yeah, it's her she, justification for things. She's like, capable I just got to keep going mm-hmm. forward with it. I made this decision. Her bath was scalding hot just the way she liked it. She liked the heat. It made her feel clean, and I would imagine that has to do with the fever dream. Mm-hmm. When the, the heat, literally she felt it in her womb, kind of cleansing her. Her handmaidens scrubbed her clean. They, they brushed out her hair till it shone, and after they dried and scented her, she sent them away so she might prepare Khal Drogo. Yeah, so basically she goes through, brushes his hair, washes him, puts all the bells, each and every one, into his hair, and just kind of reminisces about him and and his hair. She asks, <laughs> she asks him, forgive me, son of my life, forgive me for all I've done and all I must do. I paid the price, my star, but it was too high, too high. And she braided his hair, hung the bells, and the sun was going down when she called them back to carry his body to the pyre. Uh... What do you think she's tolling the price as? His death and her babies? or I think both. For the lesson or for her dragons being born? I think the lesson was all of, like, she's realizing the reality of the situation, the fact that she lost her, her son the and her husband. The fact that she caused it. And the fact that she caused it. And so it's this lesson that she was forced to learn that she needed to learn that kind of pushed her into knowing about the dragons. Mm. That's the real, like, I now have the knowledge of what I'm supposed to do. But it was at the expense of you, our child, yeah. the, all the, the people, the had, army we had. Yeah. And sorry. Yeah, so the <clears throat> Dothraki watched in silence as Jogo and Ago bored Drogo from the tent, Danny walking behind them, and they laid him on the cushions in the silk, and she commands the oil be poured, and they brought the jars, and they... Douse, douse that yeah. shit and then she says to the handmaidens bring me my eggs and something in her voice made them run <laughs> i think it was just the determination the like 
Yeah. It's the command. <clears throat> excuse me. The command when she's as confident as she currently is, knowing what she's doing, that they're like, oh shit, like yeah. this is. No, she knows what she wants. She wants it now. And it's just showing how capable Danny can how be. How awestruck everybody is right now. They are enthralled watching this terrifying queen woman. <coughs> Diddy popping around the campsite just demanding crazy shit and talking yeah. mad shit to a magi woman and having her whipped and Jorah took her arm my queen Drogo will have no use for dragon's eggs in the nightlands better to sell them in a shy they were not given to me to sell <laughs> and I think she again it's her implying without anybody knowing because it's her own shit that She's supposed to hatch them. Uh, these, it's my destiny to hatch these. They weren't given to me to go and sell them off. They were given to me because fate determined it. When they hatch, I'm... they'll be worth more than any exactly. egg ever could be. And, yeah, she climbed on the pyre herself to place the eggs around her sun and star. The black around beside his heart. The green beside his head. His braid coiled around it. The cream and gold between his legs. And when she kissed him for the last time, she could taste the oil on his lips. And now I'm thinking that the real blood magic that occurs is the the sacrifice of the baby, Drogo and Miri, with the assistance of the horse blood. Because Miri was using horse blood but didn't have the sacrifices correct. And that coupled with the comet's magic, that's kind of why... The dragons on top of the... Because if it was just fire, then all the dragons at Summerhall would have been born as well. Mm. And so having the magic back in the world with the three sacrifices plus the blood horse, the the horse blood, blood horse. That's a weird... Anyway. Yeah. Um, I... The figuring out the components of what causes it to happen are like, is it just circumstance? The fact that, yeah, there's the comet coming back into orbit that she's going to, or coming into orbit that she's going to be seeing here soon. Miri Mazdur doing some blood magic before maybe right. or not. And her life being at stake, the dead cow, this glorious cow, as we've learned yeah, by yeah. all the treasures and trinkets, which in itself is no small. And his prophesied son. His prophesied stallion who mounts well. the world. And then the representative of his great stallion and, then the dragon eggs themselves with Danny having right. this prophetic Targaryen dream. Like, what the fuck? Oh, what is that, the yeah. actual formula here? To so, yeah, as Danny comes stepping out of the, fight, the pyre area. You are mad! The god's wife shouts at her. The god's wife shouts at her. You are mad. Now she's a god's wife, not a magi. Yeah. And Danny asks her, Is it so far from madness to wisdom? I can just see Ares saying that exact same thing. So it's just a very, it's a very wise thing for a child to say. It's a very dangerous if you line to toe. There's... Because passing off what you declare as wisdom can very much so be mad, madness. And that's what Ares the King the Second was. Is He thought everything he was doing was to save the realm and keep himself safe and his family safe. He saw enemies everywhere. He was convinced in his own warped little mind that he was doing what was right and he was doing the yeah, smart thing. Right. And so that's the comparison I'm getting here is that, yeah, for a child to come out with that line, that's fucking insane. Profound. Yeah. But, but 
if she's using it as a justification, the knowledge, yeah, it's, it's not. It, where it's is worthless that line? if you're not acknowledging the yourself the, in in exactly. that exact web that can be. Yeah, is it so far from wisdom to madness? So it's a such a loaded line. And Dan, and she commands Sojora, tie Miri Mazdor to the pyre. Yeah. He hesitates. Uh, what? And she tells Jogo, I think it was, uh, help Jora if he's going to puss out. Because she's like, didn't you just say you were going to follow me no matter what? Yeah. I plan on slaughtering millions of people, yo. Like, get ready. Yeah. Get fucking ready. And it says, the god's wife didn't cry out as she was staked down. Danny poured the oil over the woman's head herself. I thank you, Miri Mazdor, Danny said, for the lessons you have taught me. And Miri responds with, you will not hear me scream. And Danny gets kind of, uh, brutal here. Yeah. I will, but it is not your screams I want, only your life. I recall what you told me, only death can pay for life. And Miri Mazdor made no reply to that. And then there was nothing to be done but watch the sun and well, look yeah. for the first so, star. As she steps away, Danny saw the contempt was gone from Miri's flat black eyes. In its place, something that could be fear. So she, I think she's realizing a lot of, like, oh shit, you, these dragon eggs. Like you said, you're gonna, you are gonna have some power. Mm. That you're going to be ruthless with. Like, yeah, yeah, I think no, she's I think, for, kind of foreseeing the mad king. Yeah, I think this is there. the moment where Miri is saying, like, oh, like, not even me being, like, the snotty, kind of bitchy, deservedly, that I've been where I'm teaching you snarkily these lessons. Like, oh, shit, you're actually about to do some shit and actually gain some true power, and that's pretty scary of a yeah. fact. And then the fact that Danny's pouring the oil over her herself is pretty fucking intense as well. And so, yeah. Uh, so I wrote down this quote here um, about. The, oh, yeah. It's when a horse lord dies, his horse is slain with him, so he might ride proud into the nightlands. The bodies are burned beneath the open sky, and the call rises on his fiery steed to take his place among the stars. The more fiercely the man burned in life, the brighter his star will shine in the darkness. Jogo spied it first. <laughs> The first star was a comet. And burning red, blood red, fire, fire red, red, the dragon's tail. Man, like, of, again, we're, this is the very last chapter of the book. We're clearly setting up some fucking wonderful stuff <laughs> that, you know, might may or may not pan out the way we expect at the moment. But just the way that the... The foreshadowing goes with that, like, here's the comet that's been hinted at in these other chapters, you know, in the past, you know, just one or two, but they've appeared, and then for that to be the first sign, and she takes it as a sign. Yeah. That, that's... Well, that's what's so interesting, is we know that this comet didn't just enter the atmosphere wherever on Planetos at this moment. It's been zooming around for a minute now, so, the like just the fact that it's the first star they're seeing this night like the the significance of yeah. that you know they're reading into it heavily as oh this is Drogo's star and Danny obviously the fire red the dragon red the dragon's tail type thing like she's reading into that as like oh yeah no I'm a thousand percent right in what I'm doing mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. And, and so she thrusts the torch into the the brush yeah the oil took fire at once and Danny stepped backwards as the heat grew 
Mary Mazdor begin to sing a long, ululating cry. Logs cracked and split, and the fire swept over Miri, and her song grew louder, shriller, until it became a shuddering wail, high and thin and full of agony. And now the flames reached for Drogo. His clothing took fire, and Danny found herself holding her breath. Part of her wanted to go to him, as Jorah feared, rush into the flames, the fire melting their flesh until they were as one together. So I think that right after this part is kind of when Danny's going to make that final little descent and turn towards her goals and whatever she's willing to accomplish. Because she says that the smell of the burning flesh is the same as the smell of burning horse meat. Mm. And so now she's just comparing, like, because once she has the dragon, And burns people alive. Everything burns the same. Yeah. And so she's kind of now seeing these people as these horses, it's as these animals. Yeah. And so I think that that little n- side thing with the smells. And right after the smell, it's the pyre roared like a great beast, drowning out Miri's screams. So, yeah, she's already associating it with a great beast consuming. Right. And it's, oh, it just smells of horse meat. The Dothraki backed away, coughing and sputtering from the heat. The heat beat at the air with the great red wings, driving even Mormont back. But Danny stood her ground. She was blood of the dragon, and the fire was in her. And she had sensed, it says she sensed the truth long ago, and she stepped closer to the pyre. But the brazier had not been hot enough. She opened her arms to the dancing flames. This is a wedding, too, she thought. Miri had fallen silent by this point. The god's wife thought her a child, but children grow and learn. Yeah, so this there, uh, that was the line that really hints that she's been aware that she's planning on hatching some dragon eggs. Yeah. She's saying that from the time we last saw her when she was seeing the dragon eggs in the brazier right after her, um, when she woke up, she kind of had the feeling that like it was there. And even before that, way back when they mm. were in the brazier, um, she had those, like, they, they're stirring because of the heat. And, like, there was that, how hot do, what if it's hot? Yeah, what if it's hot? And so now she's finally doing what's necessary to get that heat. In as, almost a, a, a spell manner as well. Yeah. With, like, the, the dead horse, the, the magi, the all the Something that means something yeah. special to her with her husband there and all these treasures and all this different stuff. And then, yeah, having Miri Mazdur doing her shrill singing right then anyway. Yeah. You know, who knows? Maybe that's why this occurred. You know, that's the magic. Yeah, that whatever you know, Miri's who knows? saying. But... Another step, and Danny could feel the heat of the sand through her sandals, sweat running down where once tears had run. Sir Jorah was shouting behind her, but he didn't matter only anymore. Only the fire mattered, and the flames were beautiful, each one a sorcerer robed in yellow and orange and scarlet. She saw fire lions and great yellow serpents and unicorns made of pale blue flame. She saw fish and foxes and monsters, wolves, bright birds, flowering trees. She saw a horse, a great gray stallion limbed in smoke. Yes, my love. Yes, my sun and stars. Mount now. Ride now. So she's thinking here that she's seeing Drogo's spirit there mounting um, the horse. and. I think all the animal references and everything there are intentionally alluring two different things but 
I feel like they're 100% red herrings by George. That they're yeah. just her seeing various animals, creatures, life forms throughout the world that she's... The fire is raging, essentially, right. is what I'm getting. And it's just, it's moving intensely. There's a ton yeah. of different things that she's either seeing, seeing or thinking she's seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so her vest had begun to smolder by this point. So she shrugged it off and let it fall to the ground. The painted leather burst into flames as she walked closer. Now, she thought... Now, and for an instant, she saw Drogo before her. Mounted on his smoky stallion, a flaming lash in his hand, he smiled, and the whip snaked down at the pyre, hissing. She heard a crack. The sound of shattering stone, the platform began to shift and collapse. So, the first First egg egg has hatched. And Danny uh, was showered with ash and cinders, and something else came crashing down, bouncing and rolling to land at her feet. A chunk of carved, curved rock, pale and veined with gold, broken and smoking. So this is the, the top half or bottom half of the egg rolling down. Right, There's exactly. a dragon in these flames now. The roaring filled the world. I mean, yeah. is that its, its first cry? Yeah. Right. And dimly, Danny... um, I think it's more the fire, but like again, yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. probably something shrieking in there. Right yeah, now dimly, too. Danny heard women and children cry out in wonder. Yeah, there's people out there watching this woman walk into a fire, hearing this crash of stuff, and watching the pyre and like collapsing. Probably around her. hearing dragons shrieking in there. Only death can pay for life, she thinks. There came a second crack, loud and sharp as thunder, and the pyre shifted. Danny heard the screams of frightened horses and the Dothraki voices raised in shouts of fear and terror and Jorah calling her name. Yeah, and so the the flames are, it says, 30 feet high at this point. Yeah. It's a massive bonfire. And the pyre kind of finally breaks and collapses in on Danny at this point. So all the shit's kind of burst. She hears... Jorah shouting, and she, right. she wants to shout back to him, No, no, my good knight. Do not fear for me. The fire is mine. I am Daenerys Stormborn, daughter of dragons, bride of dragons, mother of dragons. Don't you see? Don't you see? So, yeah, she's she's in it already. Yeah. She's already in it to win it. Like, she definitely knew what the fuck she was going into this pyre for. So with a belch of flame and smoke, the pyre collapsed and came down around her. Unafraid, Danny stepped forward into the firestorm, calling to her children. There was a third crack. No, I also like how it had just shown. You know, there was the the children and mothers, the the other people screaming outside. Yeah, and so there's it's so vague throughout this. On there's actually dragons hatching and everything. Uh, on a first read, where you might think she's she's walking towards her family. Oh, she's killing herself. Oh, mm-hmm. she's and. It's so fucking well done. God damn it. <laughs> the third crack was as lar- loud and sharp as the breaking of the world. And that's that. Yeah. When the fire died at last and the ground cooled enough to walk upon, Sir Jorah Mormont found her amidst the ashes, surrounded by blackened logs and glowing ember and the burnt bones of man, woman, and stallion. She was naked, covered in soot, her clothes turned to ash, her beautiful hair all crisped away, yet she was unhurt. And yeah, suckling at each teat and one curling around with her 
were three tiny little baby dragons. When it saw Sir Jorah, the black and scarlet beast draped around her shoulders, its long neck coiled under her chin. When it saw Sir Jorah, it raised its head and looked at him with eyes as red as coals. The knight fell to his knees. The men of her cause came up behind him. Jogo was the first to lay his rock at her feet, murmuring, Blood of my blood. Ago echoed it. Rakaro shouted it. And after her came the handmaidens and the rest, all the Dothraki. Danny only had to look at their eyes to know that they were hers now, today, and tomorrow, and forever. Hers as they had never been Drogos. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they just watched Dr- her dragons, walk in yeah, and birth these creatures that yeah, haven't existed forever. So, as Daenerys Targaryen rose to her feet, her black hissed, pale smoke venting from its mouth and nostrils. The other two pulled away from her breasts and added their voices to the call, translucent wings unfolding and stirring the air. And for the first time in hundreds of years, the night came alive with the music of dragons. That's not a a dragon. (laughs) And that's the end of Game of Thrones. That's the end of book one. Mm. Now, I had uh, mentioned at the beginning of this episode, that's exactly how Cat's chapter ended. For the first time in hundreds of Mm -hmm. years, a cry, words that had not been heard, King in the North. For the first time in hundreds of years, the sound of dragons, the music of dragons filled the air. Like, I just perfect mirrors yeah. of the two houses dragons king in the north and like it's just fuck you george martin you're so good at what you do <laughs> yeah what a fucking way to end a book man he's having these eggs actually finally hatches especially for danny because like god damn this woman yeah she's so interesting and terrifying and like, it's sweet to watch her when she's just like, nah, I know what the fuck I'm doing. But then it's also like, eh, you're kind of scary. You got an inductee for Danny? Um, Danny's last chapter? Yeah, I think I'm going to give it to Jorah. Um, he he knelt and was her queen's guard before she had the dragons. And then he was still the first one to kneel when the dragons were born. And, you know, as creepy as he is... He hasn't gotten to that point yet, so I can at least give him one more induction for the the book. He um, yeah, no, I didn't detest Jorah in this chapter. Yeah, he's in it to win it. He was just trying. He was worried about her, you know, thinking grief had overtaken her, and so he's just looking out for her. But yeah, so I'm gonna give it to Jorah this one. Word, mine's going to Drogo for again. Yeah, for having the sweet send off. Yeah, like with the with the fire Drogo and like the comet like coming up. I like add is because everything of significance has to be under the stars and yada yada yada. So the fact that like it was the comet, it was cool and yeah, like at least he got a good send off even if he had a shit death. So. For Drogo, for probably the last time, anyway. So we get a we get a word. And I mean, I was gonna give it to Danny, but I think that's I think that's like not the easy one because obviously she would deserve it too because it just intense her growth from yeah yeah point A to point B here. But uh, we did, however, get an inductee from oh, yeah. our favorite French fry, our old French fry Julian. <laughs> and Julian says, "Good day to you, fine sirs. Ah, Sir Jorah." Uh, if, and die for you if need be. It's cute, isn't it? 
Uh, it's happening. It's happening. They thought her mad, Danny realized. She won't realize it much anymore at some point, will she? Is it so far from madness to wisdom? I feed on this stuff. It's brilliant. I feel yeah, you. I feel you, dog. It's so good, this chapter. He so says, great. my inductee for this final chapter will be Daenerys. Sorry if that's not really original here. That's A-OK, because it's a debate. And this is why. I liked how she gained certainty of what she was doing little by little. I am pretty sure she knew what she wanted to accomplish here, sacrificing the horse and the magi. Yet she came closer and closer to the brazier, gaining the confidence her steps was was were there. Uh, when the first egg cracks, she steps in and embraces her to, true nature, mother of dragons. I have said many times I will end up hating her confidence and arrogance. However, in this chapter, I tend to love it. The birth of dragons and the return of magic is moreover an act of importance. I can sense it and guess it through the spoilers I've had to deal with for months about the books. Knowing that I... Knowing that I am still super thrilled to discover how this rebirth of magic is going to influence things. The TV show wasn't really good about magic. The books are going to be awesome for me in that perspective. In conclusion, I'll add a special heads up for the Red Comet, mysterious thing that every main character is going to witness, and we're going to read their feelings and interpretations of it, which are great. Can't wait for you guys to get to Clash of Kings. Hurry up, guys. Valor Dragonis. Julian. Word. So yeah, Danny was uh, I I was thinking about giving it to Danny just because of yeah, yeah how how sure of herself she is in this. So She's... yeah, I'm glad she was able to get in one last time. And so you don't have to wait too much longer, Julian. We that again wraps up the final chapter of Game of Thrones. So our very next episode is going to be just a full book overview. I'm not really sure yet whether that's going to be a pretty short conclusion. Yeah, it'll probably be a pretty um, quick wrap up. A uh, lot of uh, speculation and just discussion on probably what we're excited for in the next book, and so. That's what we have to look forward to after that. But, again, we are going to take a couple week hiatus. We need to get some stuff planned and worked on and Life's pretty together. busy, you know. Excuse me while I yawn. Speaking of busy. Life's pretty busy, you know, so we got to uh, try to get ahead on some recording before we fall behind. So. Yeah, so after the wrap-up episode, which I think will be coming out on the following Monday after this one, yeah, and then there'll be the two weeks and then we'll be coming at you with Clash of Kings prologue. There should be a uh, Patreon episode released in that yes. time as well. And so, yeah, just we'll keep you guys updated, obviously. But for now, our routine will be the same. Yeah, you if can you still wanna... get us some inductees for Clash of Kings now that we have moved forward. Ten to you know, get those to us. Our email, withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on the Facebook in that interim there. You could definitely still message us, write to us, hit us up on Twitters, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram at manners without Nate's on Twitter at manners without Zach at Carstark 92 Papa. And the Patreon is patreon.com slash without manners. Word. Yeah. Hit us up. Uh, or if not, just check out our, uh, wrap up episode where we're, yeah, we're just going to generally touch on the book, what we liked, what we loved, who died. And move on forward into a Clash of Kings where things are about to get very complicated indeed. So thanks for being with us throughout the entire book. Of yeah, Game of we Thrones. finished a book together, guys. Like Seventy episodes, seventy-one or something. I think yes, like, seventy-one. That's, that's crazy. Craziness. That's awesome. Yeah. So, never actually thought we'd do it. So if you've been here writing in and having fun with us, we fucking appreciate it. We'll so catch, catch us on the next one, Valor Dragonis. Peace. Peace.